Okay. Move on to Juan. <laughs> 5.5 out of 10. No, don't do one like that. Okay, good to be <laughs> So good to Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. No more sitting in the shadows. We're known for our winning ways and not being the best. That just ain't for us. We're loud, we're proud, and we're unapologetic about it. So even when times are looking as dark as the black and blue we wear on our crest, we tell them that Goonies never say die. And when we're done shaking things up on the pitch, there's another shake coming. This is something that's been created by the people for the people. This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquakes related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. All right, what'd you think, boy? Uh, I'm actually not even mad. It's like, I it, agree. It, it obviously sucks. Uh, I mean, the big, it's not even like the goal that was scored was like the highlight of the game. What everyone, like, I feel like is talking about is that like 90 yard run that, uh, Ricardo Pepe before he scored it, like the other guy, I think Justin Shea, like he made. And like, it was literally the only time our midfield two like kind of turned off that night and it sucks that the other team capitalizes on it but overall i thought we had a really good performance i thought we were the better team in the first half second half they kind of came alive but we did a good job of handling it especially like with what we were dealt like player wise i think uh saying we're the better team is an exaggeration uh i don't think we were the better team no way i don't think it was like dominant but i don't think they were like i don't think it was 50 50 like i thought we had the better chances. I don't think they really had much. JT had some big saves. What are you talking about? They not have the better chances. We had those two lucky crosses that Yule and Wando choked on. But other than that, like, I'm just, that was the second half. I'm talking about the, just the first half. Well, then what? In the, what in the first half besides the penalty that Yule won? Uh, we trophies had a couple shots. Uh, we just created chances. We were getting tons of corners. They had they had the only thing I can remember them doing is that one where JT had like the really low cross uh, to save. Like we're I don't know. I thought I remember. I thought we were definitely under more pressure. It felt like they were in control of the game. Uh, I felt that more towards the second half. I feel like they started connecting passes and they were starting to figure things out. And then we went back to the old like we're just going to defend and counterattack. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm... either way, it was like I don't think we had a bad performance. Either way. Yeah, I mean, I think we played okay. Their forwards were definitely yeah strong though. They were they were a good set of players, especially the way they uh they uh combined. You know, their yeah. their passing and moving around the box was incredible. Yeah, and it's such a bittersweet feeling because like obviously we're rooting for Pepe with the national team, but then like the next day he comes back and just scores against us. So I mean, that's a bittersweet feeling, but. It's it's also tough because we only have what eleven games left, and I'm looking. I was looking at the schedule. Uh, it's it's tough because we can't be dropping points right now because we're still outside the playoff line, and we need to start catching up a bit. And we have some tough opponents coming up, but uh, we'll get more to that later. Uh, as far as the game itself, again, like we were saying, like I was actually very happy with it overall. I thought we played well. I thought we were like actually combining and doing something. It wasn't the prettiest play compared to usual, but we were fighting. And then actually, I really like the subs that Almeida made. I think he made them at good times. And I think they were just good subs. When I see Kikinovich and Cal coming on early in the second half, that shows me he wants to win it. Uh, especially like, and I thought the people he subbed him for were good too. 
Fierro was looking a little tired after a while. And then just Espinosa, just he touched the ball twice all game. So yeah. was, I, I think he needed to come off. I think Wando probably needed to come off a bit earlier. And I like the idea of Rios, but Rios didn't really contribute much. Uh, I like sub, the sub of Marie. Abacasas was also looking a bit tired. Good ideas. Everything looked good. I, I, it's just unfortunate. They got a good goal. I thought Nathan did well with it. I mean, obviously could have done better, but, and then maybe we could have stepped the cross a bit better, but that's going to happen throughout the game. And yeah, we didn't have any, like, I was going to say we didn't have any real chances, but we did. We just didn't capitalize on them. And then, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's really unfortunate that Wando choked that. I mean, just kind of picked his head up at the one, last yeah. minute. And then you will, I don't know what he managed to do. He managed to hit it out. It was a great goal. goal line clearance. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at least we created those two chances from the crosses and uh, hopefully they can make those in the future, obviously. Uh, you want to go to player ratings? Yeah, sure. I feel like we're going to disagree then based off of what we were saying, dude. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like that. I think you had uh, – I gave, I, I'm not going to lie. When I was writing, I'm like, oh, I gave some of these players too high a ratings, but it is – Yeah, I – yeah, I – uh but just the way you were talking, it sounded like you had the game in a much better light than I did. I okay. did. Well, I just got done watching it. So, like, and then. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. JT, 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I agree with that. Big time tonight. And it was as simple as that. Dallas should have had three or more tonight. And thanks to JT, it was only one. So then how do you say we were the better team if they should have had three or four more? <laughs> I mean, we could have had three or four more as well. Oh, my God. No. We've got lucky with those two crosses. Um, but, yes, at the end of the day, JT came up huge. Fully agree with that. I think he was named man of the match, right? Yeah, that's uh, totally – yeah, yeah. Not even Deserved. Deserved. Yeah, not even close for me. Okay. Beeson, 6.5 out of 10. Not as physically dominant tonight and caught no man's land a few times. Yeah. I mean, I think overall the defense, they had a really tall order and uh, it was difficult because they were so dynamic in their passing and moving, especially their short little combination play around the box. Such a nightmare to deal with if you're a big, tall center back like Beeson, Alanis, and Nathan. They're so quick. Yeah, and it, it was a lot less of, like, solid defending tonight and more of, like, we're just going to get the job done and how we get it done. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we had a few really good tactical fouls. And, um, yeah, I, I think they played – Okay. Yeah. I wish we had a little more protection from the midfield. I feel like Ewell and uh, Judson could have maybe dropped a little bit more, but I don't know. I think they did okay. All right. Then we move on to Alani, 7.2 out of 10. Yeah. I thought Alani's was the best of the three. Great performance tonight. And another one of the reasons Dallas did not have three or four tonight. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But Alani's, he had a couple really clutch tackles at the last second. And uh, his his reading of the game definitely shows why he should be in the middle of the three. He can shift over to either side and cover as needed. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, like you said, I thought he was the best of three. Clutch tackles, uh, great pen, just overall really uh, saved us tonight because what would have been a mediocre performance throughout the back line consistently defensive-wise, I feel like he stepped it up a little bit and that saved us. I can't believe Wando didn't take the penalty. I thought for sure he would have, but I think, well, after he missed that one earlier, I know. <laughs> okay, 
We'll move on to Nathan, 6.6 out of 10. Yeah, not electric tonight like we've seen the previous game. And due to very unfortunate circumstances and one too many yellows, he will all be also be missing now the next match due to yellow card accumulation. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I can't even remember the foul he got the yellow card for. No, so it was like it was a foul and like the ball was like on the very right side of the pitch, but like just a bit above the 18. And he was like telling everyone to get forward. And then as everyone was getting forward, he ran away from the ball to have JT take it because JT said, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, the time wasting. Yeah, but like what's frustrating about that is it's 1-1 or 1-0 at 60-something minutes. Yeah. 40-something minutes. Like how could that be time wasting? Like, I don't know. It's just it's a very silly yellow, and we're really going to need him next game, and now we're going to be missing him. So that – I wish we could appeal it, but I don't know. Maybe we're also looking at like, look, just let him miss the game now. He's going to get a yellow card the next game anyways. I mean, it was pretty obvious that they were taking forever, though. At some point, you're going to have to, like – I think the ref should have given them a warning. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. Okay, we'll move on to Abacossi. 6.6 out of 10. I don't know about that. Okay, solid night tonight. Not a great performance, but was making good forward runs, good crosses, and getting the job done on defense. Yeah, I thought he was probably the worst out of the back line, in my opinion. I thought that going forward – was I mean he, usually he's not the best going forward anyways, mm-hmm. but it felt like last night especially seemed like he was lacking. Um, oh, really, I, I felt this is one of his better night in the first half. Um, I thought it was really good. Like he was connecting with. Fiero. I thought him. Funny enough, I thought him and Firo were like our best option for the first like thirty minutes. And I thought true. they were both playing really well, like and their crosses were doing well, and they were just like they were keeping it simple, both of them. And I thought they were our best players. Towards the end of the first half, it was like just mid, and then they both got subbed early on in the second half because they looked tired. Yeah, I mean, I think they were our better players, Fierro, but uh, I mean, it's just because we were playing with Wando and Espinosa was in like the the abyss, dude. He, he was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, so yeah. like, yeah. Okay, then we move on to Judson, six point six out of ten. Not as much of a workhorse as we have seen him to be, but that is understandable. Understandably, the one time he turned off the engine, Dallas has a 90-yard run and uh, scores. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was all over the pitch. Again, not as much as normal, like you pointed out. Um, I think I just want to say for both him and Yule, I think Yule was also non-existent, but we'll get to that in a minute. Mm. Um, I just think that they could have provided a little bit more cover in and around our box. I, I just keep stressing that yeah. they were completely playing around us and our three center backs needed help. It was, they had the three forwards and it was basically three on three because Abacostas and um, who was playing on the left, I forget. Espinosa, it just felt like they weren't really helping as much. And I don't know. It's just I think they could have provided more cover. I don't know what you what you. No, think. I completely agree. It's like anytime a ball, whether it's a corner or not, the top of our box is always open, and I feel like yeah. maybe he's been doing a good job of covering that. But when he's not there, it's. I mean, even when he is there, that's only one man. But especially yeah. when he's not there, it's completely gone. Yeah. Okay. How did you give Yule a six point five out of ten, dude? I mean, I guess he won the penalty, but like. Yeah. Oh. Um, thought he had a really good first half. No, he didn't. Okay. Great awareness and pressure early on to earn the squad a penalty. Looked more like himself in the first half, yet fell back into a slump in the second half as he really seemed to disappear until he had the goal and clearance for Dallas. 
Yeah, dude, that was. I mean, I just. Want to I say I, I want to like watch that back and see if it if he just didn't touch it if it would have gone straight in. It would have. I looked at the <laughs> angle, and uh, <laughs> I, I, he just kind of got a little bit too far under it, and then he just kind of like bounced off that way. Yeah. And uh, I mean, whatever that stuff happens, but yeah. overall, I mean, he I, applied the pressure early on, which was good. Yeah. And that was great that he won us the penalty. I just thought that after that, he was not involved at all. And even the announcer said it towards yeah, yeah. the middle of the second half. He was not doing anything at all. I don't know. I mean, just... First half, I, I saw him, like, getting the ball a couple times and, like, making actual forward passes and some good ones. But like you said, second half, I just didn't see him. And then one thing that I found really interesting is last year – it like the combination of him and Judson, like their two play styles really suited each other. But I think with the addition of Ramadi and Chofis, uh, both of them have had to change their play style a bit and they haven't played as much together. So now when they're together, their play styles are much different than they were last season. And it's just not gelling as well together. It's leaving gaps in the defense and it's not, we're not getting those extra offensive opportunities to like balance it out. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky. I, my only thing I would say to that is that you'll, consistently plays as the eight mm-hmm. he consistently plays in that box-to-box role and he's played with a lot of different lineups i'll give you that but at the end of the day you know he's, he does have to start getting more involved when you're playing as the eight and you play it in a box-to-box role like he does you have to make the game tick you have to control the game it just feels like he's not getting involved enough i will say what yule is doing well uh when he does play for the national team they are undefeated in qualifier games <laughs> I knew you that's, would say that at some point. It's dude. the Jackson Yule effect. So I mean he's at least adding that for us. Yeah. No, that was that was lucky that by the way that the US came back to win. I'm glad they, they showed some some mental strength and toughness. Yeah. But all right. Yeah. Moving on. Fierro, six point six out of ten. Okay. One of his better games for the first half good connections and kept it simple while also working his hardest on defense. I mean I just think that 6.6 is too high. You know, maybe it's because we're like, oh, wait, Fierro did something. But yeah, maybe. I, I just feel like Fierro needs to start having some end product. You know, how long? I thought his crosses were good today. I thought, I thought they, they were, were okay. I, like I thought they were okay. But I mean, dude, when's the last time he scored? You know, he's our number seven. He's our winner. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we have to remember he's a forward and we play with a five at the back and we're talking (laughs) about how he comes back on defense. That's not what you want. Yeah. No, I'm not saying he should be started, but I thought it was one of his better games. Yeah, I agree. I just think that's 6.6 out of 10, maybe a little inflated. Okay. Moving on. Trophies 6.7 out of 10. Great job winning fouls and having some hold-up play. At time, he could play quicker, but overall, solid performance. Best defensive pressure we have seen from him all season. Yeah, I actually thought Chofis was pretty good last night. Mm-hmm. He um, got on the ball a lot. He had a – we know he's better with the ball at his feet, right? Yeah. And he was able to find those pockets every once in a while. He, he was – of our three midfielders, he was the one who was on the ball the most, and that's what you want. Yeah. Um, I thought he played well. Yeah, I thought he had a great game. And again, like I said, just defensively, that's the like usually I see some good defensive pressure for about 15 minutes and gets tired, but he put in a shift last night and then, yeah, got on the ball more. That's been our biggest complaint about him all season. 
Great yeah. win on the ball, but just few and far between. He looked to receive his night, got the ball a lot, and it helped us, but not enough to get the win. Yeah, I mean, it is tough when you're playing with, you know, when, when your forwards aren't having their best games, like, you know, Wando. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the front, three were, the, the front three were useless. <laughs> yeah, and so when you're playing as the 10, it's tough because they don't have that, that, that just, they don't give you options, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, trophies, I thought he did well. Okay. Espinosa, 5.5 out of 10. Extremely unfortunate and unacceptable that it took a switch of positions in 42 minutes to get his first touch of the game. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was hard to watch. He, he started out on the left because Fierro went to the right. I don't know why. I mean, maybe there was some sort of tactical strategy yeah. from Almeida because usually Espinosa and Fierro are on alternate sides, right? Espinosa is typically on the right as Fierro usually comes in on the left. But for some reason, Espinosa took that left-handed role and it just didn't work out at all. And like you said, once he switched, got the ball a few more times, it was better. But, but still, I mean, still didn't see him after that. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was I think it was the right call to take him off. You know, you gotta switch up the game. So yeah, yeah. Overall, though, I, I agree with you about Almeida's sub decisions too. He he made a couple good swaps. Okay. Move on to Juan. Five point five out of ten. No, don't do him like that. Okay, good to be so good to see him be a leader and stick up for his teammates. But as far as the actual soccer, he seemed a little bit behind the pace and really just ran without a purpose. Not as sharp or in form as we know him to be. The perfect example is the wide open header from three yards out that hit the crossbar. Yeah, you know, all the time we hear about on social media and from the commentators, oh, he's in there for his experience. You know, he's he's there to put away those types of chances. And when he does finally get a chance like that to put us in the lead, just so unfortunate I mean, to I, hit the bar. Yeah, I mean, he aimed high as well because of the positioning of the goalkeeper, and it was kind of smart. But when you're that close, you just got to hit it towards the net. And like I said, I think his best moment of the match was after Trophies got fouled X amount of times from behind. He, like, ran up to the other player's face and screamed. Yeah, that was so ridiculous. That was that was probably his best moment of the match. Wanda thinking he's tough. But... Yeah, and he's just – he's behind – he's like – I see he's running hard and he's trying, but he's just a step behind the pace, yeah. a step behind the play. It's it's just not working out. Like I think his best role for us is to be a locker room presence or just to come in with like a few minutes left and just when we're crossing the ball ton and just be an extra like body to be a header in there. Yeah, it's it's just super interesting why he started and, and Fierro as well. I understand Fierro. Sometimes you have to rotate the winners and stuff. But yeah, for like, Wando to start when we had Kikanovich looking like he's ready, maybe he's still coming back from an injury. I mean, at least Cowell. Like, I don't know why he has Yeah, Cowell and Rios, I, I, I don't understand fully. You know, maybe just to keep Wando happy, I have no idea. But, yeah, just so weird to see him start and play. Like, how long did he even play? I forget, like 60? Yeah, about, yeah. Yeah, and so, I don't know. But – at least he got subbed off, and Cal and Kikanovich came on, which we're going to talk about next. Yeah. So Cal, 6.5 out of 10. Explosive as soon as he entered the pitch, and he looked like he was fighting for a starting spot back. Yeah, I think he definitely came out with some pace. Yeah, Nice big change from Wando, kind yeah. of jogging around. But, no, Cal came on. Sometimes he needs to learn to control himself a little bit more. He had a couple yeah. good opportunities where – 
you'd maybe push the ball too far out ahead of him and you'd yeah, rely on his pace. Put in Flanky Kanovich, like yeah, rely on his pace a little too much. But he did have a couple chances to play in Kikanovic as well. There was that one outside of the foot pass. He tried to play in behind, just a little yeah. unfortunate. But, you know, I, I think it just looked better on the counter for us when we did have Kikanovic and um, Cowan, obviously. They're yeah. quicker, they're younger. He, um, he came out explosive, like I said, and in the last 15 minutes, like because he was just doing pure sprints, looked a, like disappeared a little bit more. But, again, like even when he's not having the best game, I say it every week, He's at least creating chances for us. And he's creating opportunities. Like, I want that throughout the game. Yeah, it's it's so nice having somebody that can drive at the defense Someone like who's that. threatening. And threatening, exactly. And we've been saying that all along, both you and I. It, it's such a big difference when you have a striker that has that instinct to really go at a defender and cause them trouble. You know, with Wando, he's just kind of the – the link up person right now and he just kind of drops back and then he hopes for a cross it it adds a completely different dimension when cowell comes in okay and we move on to kikanovich 6.3 out of 10 even though he had no real chances or looks the pace and the presence alone was a huge step up and it was nice to have on the pitch yeah exactly i'll just you know restate what we just talked about he had a couple of chances to really combine with cowell and it was better um but yeah, hopefully he can get some more minutes. I would like to see him start at some point just to see how it goes. Um, but, yeah, overall it was all right. Yeah, I'm assuming he's still fighting an injury, but I would just – yeah, like I said with Cal, it's the same exact thing where when he comes on – maybe not the very first time he came on because he looked a little nervous, but, like, every game since, he's creating chances, even if he's not creating chances. He's at least creating space. He's making runs. He's being threatening, and he's giving us, like, excitement and something to, like, cheer for versus, like – Oh, I guess we kind of have the ball right now. Yeah. I, it just gives the defense something else to look about to look at, right? Yeah. You know, with Wando up there for the first 60 minutes, that it was a little bit of an easy task for them. You know, they were just going into 50-50 challenges with them and stuff, and it wasn't as threatening. Well, so. it spreads the offense out as well. That way they don't just have to man-mark uh, Espinosa and know the night's over for them. <laughs> like... Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I thought, I thought all your ratings were – decent you know decent performance from the lad yeah, yeah. yeah uh yeah and then we had rios who i literally didn't see after he entered the pitch and then jack's game just he came in with like five minutes left so yeah i didn't even want to talk about them yeah it's just, it's just, <laughs> uh, no i mean um, they just they just you know didn't have too much to do so we have uh, Colorado coming up next week, who are kind of on a hot streak. They're playing LAFC tonight, who I'm actually kind of I'm going to watch that game with close intention because those are some of our opponents coming up. We want to see how they play against there. Bobby Wood is out for them, so we won't have to face Bobby Wood. And their top assist uh, player, I forget his name, is out. And then David Ochoa should be coming back from injury, but possibly not when he plays us. But this game needs to be an absolute must win. Yeah. Um, if we tie, we can't afford a loss. Absolutely, that we cannot have a loss. No. But if we get a tie, we have to get a win somewhere else. A good tie would be okay, but we need some points. There's about 11 games left, and I was looking yeah. at our schedule. I believe, actually, I have it right here. I'm looking at it right now, too. Yeah. I mean, we've got a busy schedule, so we have game on Wednesday, right, against Salt Lake. Yeah, actually, with that, um, my concern with that game would be Alanis. Because I think he had a great game, but I don't know how he's going to do with that quick turnaround. And he's going to have to play. I don't want Judson playing center back. I don't want Romady playing center back. 
We're gonna have to go. Oh, with Nathan back. out, it's gonna be yeah. tough. Well, I'm fine. With, yeah, I'm fine with Beeson being a center back, and then you just throw Marie at left back, or you give Tommy Thompson a start at right back, and maybe move Abi Casas or uh, Tommy to left. But I'm just worried about uh, Alanis's legs if he can hold up for that quick of a turnaround. Yeah, I mean, the 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 fixtures speak for themselves, right? We play Salt Lake on Wednesday, and we play Austin. On Saturday, and we—I think we—I mean, Saturday, yeah. We okay, both, yeah. we both agree those those are definitely winnable games, right? And that so, we're at the, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. We're at the stage of the season where it really—we put ourselves in this situation again. All of these games matter, and these are huge, huge fixtures. So the thing with that's tricky with MLS is we can look at fixtures and make like, we should beat them, we should beat them, but like you never know with either matchups or how we're feeling. Like so, it's. So tricky to do this, but we're going to do it anyways. So with the remaining games, we have Real Salt Lake this Wednesday, which, like we said, we need a tie, but a win is preferable. Austin FC, first time we played them, we were in bad form. We should beat them. Yeah. They are not. They have not gotten any better, and we have gotten better. We absolutely should beat them and get a couple goals. Then a quick uh, – that game is Saturday, so it's a it's a Saturday, a Wednesday, and then another Saturday. So that's a quick turnaround. But thankfully, then we get a week off, and then we play LAFC, who is starting to be in a run of form, but also getting a huge run of injuries. Uh, they just lost Diego Rossi to transfer. Uh, I think Vela's still going to be out. Uh, he may be back towards that game. But we've kind of had their number this season in the last. So I say that should be a win as well. Then we move on to Seattle Sounders. If we can get a tie out of that game, I think that's a huge result. But if we're going to lose a game, I think that's the one. The next tricky one after that will be the following Saturday. Or sorry, the Seattle game's a Wednesday. Then we play Saturday again. It's tough because we're doing our schedule for the rest of the year is Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. So there, it's a lot of quick turnaround games. Then Saturday, October 2nd, we'll play Vancouver Whitecaps who historically we do not do well against. And now they have flow in their back line, which will make them pretty much unstoppable. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, no, that should be a win, but they have our numbers. So that's another tough one. Then we play LAFC again the next week on Saturday. Again, should be a win, could be a win, but you never know with LAFC. Then we play Austin again that Wednesday. Needs to be a win. And I get I'm going so far in the future, and you never know with injuries and this and that, but I'm just saying we're getting close and we need these points. Then we play Vancouver again. So that should be another win. And then we play Portland, which I think we got lucky to get a tie last time, so that may be a loss. Um, But if we could pull out a tie, that'd be great. Then we play Real Salt Lake. I don't really – we'll figure out this Wednesday how good they are, but we need – as the second-to-last game, and knowing us, we're probably going to need the win just to barely be in – eight nine ten region yeah well then we play our last game of the season versus fc dallas who we just played and we saw while it was 50 50 and like it was an all right game their front line is very good but that's gonna have to be a must win on decision day yeah i mean you look at a lot of these teams that are playing lafc okay well let me let me backtrack we're in 10th right now we're three points behind the number seven spot, which is qualification for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You just named off all those teams that are ahead of us in that range from seven to 10. So we're 10. Salt Lake is seventh. Vancouver is eighth. Mm-hmm. 
LAFC is ninth, we're tenth, and then Dallas is eleventh. It's like all these games. That's another big reason we need to get those wins against those specific teams because not only are we getting plus three points, we're making sure they get plus zero. Exactly. Because like if it was other teams, like when we play Seattle. When we beat them, yes, it's good, but there's a chance all the other teams win, so we don't really move up much. Those games are extra important because they're right with us, so that is a big change of tide. Yeah, and that's what I was referring to. These games are going to be absolutely massive for us. Uh, Just the final thing I want to go on to is how do we think we should line up? Um, I can kind of just give what I think, and I I honestly think you're going to agree with me for the most part. Probably, yeah. Um, JT and goal, obviously. Really? Uh, left back, probably Paul Marie, uh, if Lo- Marcus Lopez isn't uh, healthy. Uh, center backs, Beeson and Elanis. I think that's just obvious. And then right back, probably Abi Casas and a four back. Uh, probably bring Tommy Thompson on as a sub. We'll see how that goes. And then I think the two, four, I think we should go four, two, three, one, uh, just because we don't have all their center backs for a three back. I think the two holding midfielders need to be uh, Judson and Ramadi. I think that's yeah. just what we need for this game. We need the high energy. We need the high press and we need the balance. And we just aren't getting that with Yule right now. I think the left wing needs to be Shea Salinas if he's healthy uh, or Cade Cal. I'd like to see Cade Cal as well. Actually, yeah, I'd rather have Cade Cal starting. Yeah. Um, I think attacking mid should be trophies. He's yeah. proven that he's good. I think Yule needs to be on the bench, just get a little time rest. Maybe he's better as a sub right now. And then I think the right wing needs to be Espinoza. Poor game, but it's just one game. I think he still deserves to be starting. And I think up top needs to be Benji. I fully agree with that. I just, I just think that you know it's going to be Fierro Rios. Yeah, Ewell is going to start again. Yeah, and, yeah, oh, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Probably Fierro as well. Houston's probably the other center back. Like, yeah, I mean, it's. I think, I think Almeida is going to be hesitant to switch away from the five at the back. Or the three at the back with the center yeah. backs. I mean, we've been, we we have been playing four in the back in a couple of these games. Like last game, we played four in the back. But... Yeah, I just I just think that he's probably hesitant. We'll see, we'll see. But I agree with you on how we should line up.